You have reached Road Talk, Navigating Your Journey, a ministry and podcast of the Discover Young Adults Ministry at the Preston Crest Church of Christ in Dallas, Texas. We meet at 945 on Sunday mornings, and we have small groups all throughout the week. We are located at Preston Road and Highway 635 in North Dallas. My name is Jacob Hawk. I'm the Young Adults Minister and the host of this podcast. It doesn't matter if you are single, dating, if you want to be dating, if you're married, if you want to be married, or if you're divorced, or if you're trying to figure out at what stage of life you are passing through. At the Discover Young Adults Ministry, we want to help you discover life, discover love, and discover the Lord. If I can help you or serve you in any way, or if I can pray for you, please email me at jacob at pressandcrest.org. Well, I want to welcome you back to Road Talk, Navigating Your Journey. Thank you for spending some time with us again today. Regardless of where you may be or what you might be doing, we're thankful that uh, you want to spend some time talking about God's Word and our lives today as Christians in today, September of 2023. We have been in a series over Christians and culture And if you have not heard that series, I invite you to go back and listen to the previous episodes. We have talked about Christians and tolerance, Christians and postmodernism. And today we're going to talk about a topic that gets a lot of attention, especially in a very divided country right now, and that is Christians and politics. Why is it that people say that Christians and or churches should stay out of politics? Have you heard that statement before? I'm sure you have, especially during an election year or leading up to an election year. People will often say the church needs to stay in its lane and it does not have any business dealing with politics. When people make that statement, what is their justification for that position? Well, you may hear many different explanations, but one that is usually quoted is people say, churches should stay out of politics, Christians should stay out of politics, because of the separation of church and state. People say that the church has its own domain, and the political system has its own domain, both protected by the Constitution. Therefore, they should not intermingle, they should not intersect. The church should talk about spiritual things, the government should talk about government political things, and you should not have governments talking about faith, and you should not have churches talking about governments. Well, that sounds really good, and maybe that would be good advice for a nation other than one which was founded on Christian principles. But I think there's a misunderstanding of what separation of church and state really means. What does separation of church and state mean? And why was it ever developed? Well, the original purpose of separation of church and state was not to remove faith or to remove churches from government. The purpose was to protect citizens from the government mandating where they had to attend church also known as state churches. Before the pilgrims came to America, as they were still living in England, 
The state church of England at the time was the Church of England. The government ordered that people attend state churches. And the whole idea of the separation of church and state was to prevent that from happening, or from the government mandating an official religion of the land. The pilgrims came to North America, the continent, before the country of America ever began, seeking religious freedom. They did not come seeking freedom from taxation without representation. That was the purpose for the Revolutionary War. But the original purpose for coming to America was religious freedom. America was built on religious freedom, which is detailed in the U.S. Constitution and the First Amendment of the Bill of Rights. And the Declaration of Independence begins with these important words. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. As we often say, freedom is a gift from God. It's not a gift from government. We are endowed by our Creator with the right to life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness. In fact, 24 of the original 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence earned seminary degrees. They were preachers. 24 of the 56 to digress from the religious beliefs of our nation's founders to the position that Christians should stay out of politics is, in my estimation, a really big jump and very unwarranted. In fact, listen to these quotes from some of our nation's founding fathers on the intersection of religion and government. George Washington made this statement. While we are zealously performing the duties of good citizens and soldiers, we certainly ought not to be inattentive to the higher duties of religion, to the distinguished character of patriot. It should be our highest glory to add the more distinguished character of Christian. Thomas Jefferson made this statement, God who gave us liberty also gave us life. And can the liberties of a nation be thought secure when we have removed their only firm basis, a conviction in the minds of the people that these liberties are of the gift of God? Patrick Henry made this statement. It cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that this great nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians, not on religions, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. For this very reason, peoples of other faiths have been afforded asylum, prosperity, and freedom of worship here. Patrick Henry acknowledges the separation of church and state in the sense that America will not force Christianity on any individual, nor will America force where they must go to church. But Patrick Henry unmistakably says that this nation was founded on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, I've heard many say, and I'm sure you have as well, that our founding fathers were deist in the sense that they believed that God existed, but that he was not involved in the daily affairs of men. Well, these statements from George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Patrick Henry, and other founding fathers would challenge that claim that our founding fathers were deists because these men are saying, without faith involved in government, without God's blessing on government, government will not succeed. In fact, consider these applicable verses for the intersection of faith and government. What about Romans chapter 13, verse 1? 
The Apostle Paul said, The authorities which exist have been established by God. Government was God's idea. It was not man's idea. God places leaders in power, and he removes leaders from power. Some have been good, some have been bad throughout history, but they have been put into power for God's purposes. To remove faith from government would be an attempt to remove God's plan from God. Or think about what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 14. He said, You are the salt of the earth, and you are the light of the world. Through government, Christians have the opportunity to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. It's not the only way we can. We do it through our jobs. We do it through our families. We do it through our kids' activities, through our church. But government is another tool for Christians to use their voice to vote for policies and leaders that would make decisions and make laws that would be salt of the earth and light of the world. Consequently, that term, city on a hill, from Matthew chapter 5, happened to be one of Ronald Reagan's favorite descriptions for America. One more verse, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 16. Paul says, Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Government, especially a democracy is a blessing to further God's will. It's an opportunity. And Paul says, make the most of every opportunity. Be wise. The days are evil. We are blessed to live in a democratic form of government. And as people of faith, followers of Jesus, we should use our voice in a democracy with wisdom and discernment to vote for and support leaders who will govern according to God's will for God's glory. To say that the Bible does not address, even specifically, the idea that faith and government need to go together is just not a very true statement. In conclusion, I think a good way to find a balance on this subject is to acknowledge that the church should not be political, but the church must be biblical. I'll say that again. The church should not be political, but the church must be biblical. Most of the time, when people say the church should stay out of politics, what they're talking about are civic matters, and, and I would agree with that assessment. The church should not be unduly concerned with political issues such as roads and bridges, tax rates, economic policies, entitlement programs, national budgets, and the list goes on and on and on. We can have different opinions about these issues on different sides of the political spectrum without sacrificing biblical and moral teachings. But the church must be concerned with biblical issues, such as the sanctity of marriage, the protection of life, the supremacy of God, and the nature of man. These are not matters of political parties, but these are matters of God's will. Unfortunately, we are living in a world that has captured these ideas and they've made them quote-unquote political. People will say that it is political for a preacher or for a church to talk about abortion. It is political for a preacher or for a church to condemn homosexuality. These are not political matters. These are matters of faith. These are matters of morals. 
These are matters of biblical teachings. If these are the matters being discussed, the church must have a voice. The church must speak out. If we remain silent on these issues, and if we do not utilize our opportunities within a democratic form of government to advance godly morals, then how can we claim to be people who live out our Christian faith? The church should not be political, but the church must be biblical. Our nation was founded on biblical principles. As Patrick Henry said, our nation was founded on the gospel of Jesus Christ. And to remove faith from the picture of government, to remove faith from the picture of our political system, in my estimation, would be a serious mistake. As always, thank you for spending some time today with us here at Road Talk. As always, I encourage you to keep your eyes on heaven where our ultimate citizenship lies. And I can't wait to talk with you next time.